For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place to show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally on Twitter at Reichel Radio. Now, on last week's show, we briefly gave a breakdown on some of the prospects that the 49ers could be targeting with the 13th pick in the upcoming NFL Draft. On this week's show, though, we're going to be looking into the NFL Draft once again. We're going to be showcasing some of the options for the San Francisco 49ers with the uh, 31st pick in the first round that they also have. And we'll talk about some potentially good fits and who they could be targeting. Assume that they do not end up trading the pick. But before we get into any of the prospects, a quick announcement. Uh, style is changing, formal wear is out, and the t-shirt is in. True Classic Tees are my personal favorite. It's based in Los Angeles, and it is a t-shirt company that's on the rise. The t-shirts are incredibly soft. They hold up in the wash, and they are also very versatile. You can wear them outside. You can wear them to work out in, and you could also wear them around the house, which is something that all of us are starting to get accustomed to. And the best part is that they're also incredibly cheap. They are only $15, and you can get yours for even less today. Just go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. Once again, that's promo code BLEAV at trueclassictees.com for 20% off of your purchase. Now, other than that, though, before we get into the actual prospects, once again, we are going to give a brief rundown on the 49ers' upcoming draft picks. Just to give you a recap on what they actually have, they have two first-round picks with the 13th pick, which we already covered, and the 31st pick. Then they have two fifth-round picks, a sixth-round pick, and, a, and two sevenths which means that the 49ers, once again, have no draft picks in the second, third, or fourth round, which is why I still think that they are going to end up trading the 31st pick. But for the sake of speculation, we're going to assume, at least on this podcast, that they will be keeping the pick. We're going to be talking about some of the potential pieces that they could be adding to the roster, which should help deal with some depth. And other than that, though, we're going to dive right in, talk about the draft needs. Uh, They need a wide receiver, which we covered in the majority of the prospects last week. They also need a defensive tackle, which we also talked about, uh, talking about Kinlaw, and they also could use some cornerback depth and potentially some offensive line depth. You can never have too many talented linemen. You can never have too many talented corners, especially in a pass-happy league that the NFL has completely morphed into. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in and start out with cornerback Cameron Dantzler, out of Mississippi State. Last season, he had 40 tackles and two interceptions, which sounds pretty impressive, but he also only played in nine games. So if he was able to play in more, potentially 12 or 13, like the schedule originally projected, then he could have easily have gotten more tackles and potentially one or two more interceptions. Other than that, though, still very impressive measurables. He he is six foot two and he weighs 188 pounds. He had a little bit of an issue at the combine. He ran one of the slower 40-yard dashes out of all defensive backs. However, he actually just hosted his own pro day 
during the whole quarantine, and he reportedly ran a 4-3-8 uh, 40-yard dash at the, at the Pro Day, which has started to push him back into first-round conversation. Now, the issue, though, is that, of course, it is not official because of the fact that pretty much every scout for the NFL is at home, and there, were, there wasn't really much of an audience there. So there's a little bit of skepticism with regard to how accurate that 4-3-8 time is. People are speculating that it should be somewhere in between the 40-yard dash time at the Combine and the 4-3-8 at the Pro Day. So people are speculating that he really runs somewhere in the high 4-4, low 4-5 range. Either or definitely helped his stock with the Pro Day. And he's also drawn some NFL comparisons to longtime Green Bay Packers corner Al Harris. Some of you might remember him as the guy who intercepted Matt Hasselback in the we want the ball, we're going to score game in overtime before throwing a pick six. That was to Al Harris. He had a long NFL career. And if Dan Sore is able to put the pieces together that he has with his actual measurables, then an Al Harris comparison might not sound that flattering, but it is for a late first-round pick who has the ability to potentially play in the NFL for around a decade. Other than that, though, the second prospect that we could talk about is going to be sticking at the cornerback position, and it will be cornerback A.J. Terrell from Clemson University. Last year, he ended up having 34 tackles and two interceptions in 13 games. However, he also had three interceptions in 2018, so he does have ball hawk tendencies, and he could definitely fit with the 49ers' aggressive cornerbacks and secondary uh, style, as they like to force as many turnovers as possible, which was a huge reason why they were able to run the table in the NFC and make it to the Super Bowl. Now, for his measurables, he is six foot one and he weighs 195 pounds. He ran a 4-4-2 40-yard dash, and he also has a 34.5-inch vertical. So he did really well at the combine, and he also had 15 reps on the bench press. So he does have a nice blend of size. Uh, speed and strength, which definitely should translate well into the NFL. Uh, other than that, though, he has drawn some NFL comparisons to Drake Kirkpatrick, who is a rather lengthy defensive back who has had some success in his early NFL career. So if Terrell can end up becoming a somewhat similar prospect to Kirkpatrick, I think the 49ers will be very happy. And in other news, though, there was a report filed by Pro Football Focus, and they calculated that Terrell played 9.4 snaps per target in coverage, which was the highest mark among cornerbacks eligible for the 2020 NFL Draft. In other words, it means that Terrell was targeted approximately once out of every 9.4 passing plays, which is the widest gap of any cornerback so in other words Terrell had two interceptions and 34 tackles in 13 games but he was also targeted very very infrequently which is a true testament to how solid he was in coverage and how opposing quarterbacks decided to go after somebody else kind of see some uh you saw some similar things for example I'm not comparing him to Revis but that was something that people noticed early on in Revis's career where his stats weren't exactly great in the pros but that was because nobody was ever throwing to him because he completely locked down one side of the field I'm not saying that Terrell it's the same guy as Revis, but I'm saying based on that statistical note, uh, sometimes when it comes to stats for a cornerback, less is more, because if you have less stats and less stuff to keep track of, that could just mean that other quarterbacks are not targeting you, and you are doing your job in coverage, and that is something that Terrell is very good at. Personally, I think Terrell is a little bit better than Dantzler, so I think that if both of them are available, the 49ers would be more likely to go after Terrell over Dantzler, but that remains to be seen. Both of them still should be pretty good prospects, uh, in the NFL, and you have to wonder uh, how well they would transition 
to the 49ers system. Now, some of you might be wondering, well, why exactly do the 49ers need another corner? They still have Richard Sherman. They've got Jimmy Ward back. They still have a lot of pieces, and that is correct. However, just to remind all of you that currently the second one of the second-string cornerbacks is Witherspoon, and for those of you who paid attention to the 49er games, definitely a weak link there in the secondary. He was okay in spurts, but people might remember him for getting burned by Stephon Diggs in that playoff game before getting completely benched for the entire second half because he was just that bad. I know that Mosley is going to be a starting corner, most likely along with Sherman, uh, but at the same point, you could use as much depth as possible, and I think that both of those prospects would fill the void quite nicely and help Witherspoon potentially get fewer reps as he was one of the weaker links in coverage. But other than that, though, before we get into the final two prospects worth talking about, one more announcement to make while you're waiting uh, this one at home with us. You can still have some fun betting on Bet Online With no NBA, no NHL, and no MLB, you think that there's nothing to bet on, but Bet Online still has a ton of ways to place wagers, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. I'm personally a longtime poker player on Bet Online. I enter a tournament there almost every day, and I have had a lot of fun. A lot of tournaments on almost every hour, uh, and you different buy-ins, various sizes, and a lot of players, a couple thousand. So if you're worried about not finding any action, you are definitely mistaken, as they still have a ton of options in poker. But if that is not your thing, they still have mixed martial arts, they still have American Idol, they also have the presidential elections, the spelling bee, and once again, they have a $750,000 poker series, as they are just giving away a ton of money in tournaments. And if you consider yourself a pretty good poker player or you want to learn, you can start with lower stakes and work your way up from there. There's still a lot of fun to have. Plus, they also had betting odds for tonight's NBA 2K tournament matchups between some NBA players. So if you are interested in that, you could also put some money there. Also have some props on the NFL drafts. They do have a ton of options. Check them out. But you can also get a bit of a discount here with us if you enter my POD 100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, on BetOnline, if you use the promo code MYPOD100, you can get your uh, welcome bonus with your first deposit, which is definitely a great deal. BetOnline, the fun never stops. Now, talking about the third prospect the 49ers might target here is going to be an offensive tackle in Austin Jackson out of USC. Couple of reasons why I think that it would not be that far fetched for the 49ers to go after an offensive lineman here late in the first round. First reason is because of the fact that they had a couple of injuries to their offensive tackles over the course of the 2019 season. Joe Staley missed a couple of games last season, and he is also 35 years old. He's getting up there. He's still very solid, but he might be losing a step or two in the next year or so, and it would be relatively smart for the 49ers to start game planning for their future on that offensive line. Plus, offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey, who is very solid, also missed a couple of games. So with both tackles having injury issues last season, the 49ers might want to consider adding a potential superstar at the tackle position in Austin Jackson from USC. Now, talking about his measurables, he is six foot five. And he also weighs a whopping 322 pounds. He ran a 504 40-yard dash, but he also had 27 reps on the bench press. So he might be a little bit slow, but he is huge, and he does have a lot of strength, and I think he could do a very nice job of being a depth piece in the offensive line in the immediate future. He has drawn some comparisons to Arizona Cardinals tackle DJ Humphreys. In other words, that means he has a lot of raw talent, but he is considered to be a bit of a project where he could end up being a starter over a couple of years. 
And now I know that's not exactly the most flattering thing to say about a prospect is that he's a prospect and he's probably not ready to start immediately in the NFL. But at the same point, based on who's still on the active roster, you, you wouldn't exactly need Jackson to start immediately. It would mostly be a bench piece, but his upside is tremendous. And I think with Staley getting up there in age and having some injury issues, I think you could potentially look for the 49ers to game plan for the future whenever Staley decides to hang it up or just simply doesn't have it anymore. So I think that that is definitely a viable option. And lastly, we're actually going to be talking about a wide receiver. Now, the first three prospects that I mentioned in this video was based on the assumption that the 49ers would end up taking a wide receiver with the 13th pick. However, hypothetically speaking, let's just say the 49ers end up taking Kinlaw, then I think that a wide receiver that they could be taking with the 31st pick would be Denzel Mims out of Baylor University. And based on his production, he is a very solid receiver. I think he is a gem and I think he would fit really well with the 49ers system. In 2018, he had 55 receptions for 794 receiving yards with eight receiving touchdowns in 12 games. And last season, he was even better as he had 66 receptions for 1,020 yards with 12 receiving touchdowns in 13 games. He's a borderline first-round pick according to most mock drafts where he's projected to go as high as 25th to the Minnesota Vikings, and he's projected to go as low as an early second-round pick. But I do think that he has a lot of potential, and I think he should be able to, trans, uh, to translate pretty easily into the NFL. I talk about his measurables. He is six foot three, and he weighs two hundred and seven pounds. He ran a four three eight forty yard dash, and he's six foot three, so he definitely has a lot of physical talent. And he also has a thirty eight point five inch vertical. In comparison to the other wide receivers in the class. I don't want to say he was the DK Metcalf of the class because that was one of the most insane combines of all time, but based on his size and speed and strength, he definitely is probably the closest receiver in this class who can resemble DK Metcalf from last year's combine. Now, one other thing to mention is that in Indianapolis, Mims posted a spark rating in the 94th percentile of all wide receivers. In other words, there's a metric that ends up rating a specific wide receiver's athleticism, and he ranked in the 94th percentile. So he's an elite-level athlete, maybe not the quality of rug, so to speak, but as a late first-round pick, he can easily stretch the defense, which is something the 49ers could use in the deep passing game, being six foot three and being able to run like a deer. So once again, the four prospects that I have mentioned for the 49ers to potentially target with the 31st pick, assuming that they do not, they do not trade the pick, our cornerback, Cameron Dantzler out of Mississippi State. Cornerback, A.J. Ty, uh, AJ Terrell out of Clemson. Uh, you, have off, you have offensive tackle, Austin Jackson out of USC. And you also have wide receiver, Denzel Mims, assuming that they end up not taking a wide receiver with the 13th pick in the first round. Mims, I think, is kind of secondary because I do think they will end up going receiver. But if they don't, then Mims is definitely a potential sleeper for the 49ers to take late in the first round, so they don't end up completely empty-handed without a wide receiver entering day two. But other than that, though, that's good for the installment of Betting Bay Area here with your host, Scott Reichel. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally, once again, on Twitter at Reichel Radio. Other than that, though, this has been Betting Bay Area on Thursday, April 9th. And good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money now on new siding from LP SmartSide at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP SmartSide today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big